0: Afternoon Packers fans, Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday. Hope you're all having a great week, getting ready for the weekend. I know I am. I'm going out tonight, people. Going to cut a rug. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you're all having fun wherever you are tonight. The Brewers are off so they can't ruin your evening. So that's great. I love it. I'm all about that. All about that life. I'm also all about giving a shout out to our good friends over at Ticket King. People, if you want to see the Green Bay Packers in 2023, you have to utilize Ticket King. Go to cheeseheadtv.com, look at our schedule. We have individualized links for each and every game, both preseason, regular season, home, away. It doesn't matter. If you want to see them on the gridiron, utilize Ticket King, people. Not Ticketmaster, not StubHub or SeatGeek. Use a company based in Wisconsin since 1992 Heck, they have a spot right across the street from Lambeau Field. You can drive right up and get your tickets if you want. Utilize Ticket King, people. Or you can use a link in the description of this video. Ticket King, folks, for all your Packers ticket needs. Hit them up. Utilize them. You know you want to. The other thing you want to do is talk about the Packers, because that's what we do, 365, seven days a week, some more than others. Packers Daily, we're here Monday through Friday. I'm here with you today. Uh, Shout-out to Packers fans worldwide, and shout-out to people talking about undrafted free agents and the noise they're making in the offseason. One, Malik Heath, has risen to the top of uh, much, many Google searches, if you will, uh, for having a pretty productive offseason. Uh, you know, Paul Bredell, Andy Herman, and the like reporting from camp that Malik Heath, the undrafted free agent wide receiver, making a play a day, which, as you guys know, if you've watched me for any amount of time, that is the key. You make one just one play uh, every single day. And if you can turn ahead every single day, you're going to start to see more opportunities. And that's apparently what happened with Malik down the stretch there in the offseason where, you know, they break off into ones and twos and Malik finds himself with the ones and twos a little bit. So now, of course, the big, big part here is, is what happens when the pads come on and, or even when they hit the ground running in camp, those first five practices without pads, can he pick up where he left off? And then the pads come on, and you guys have heard me talk a million times about the fact that history is littered with dudes who look great in shorts and T-shirts and then completely disappeared when the intensity goes up and the pads come on, the hitting starts, and all of a sudden, these dudes are just not found. And I'm not saying that's going to happen with Malik Heath. I, I love his story. I love the fact that he was uh, you know, at a community college, prior to transferring to Mississippi State and then Ole Miss, uh, where he caught in the SEC 131 passes for 1,700 yards and 13 touchdowns. Um, Last year with Ole Miss, he led them with 60 receptions for 971 yards and five touchdowns in 11 games. So really good numbers. Obviously productive, right? So you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, he produced in college, clearly, and then came into the offseason and was running with the ones at point at certain points in the offseason, what, what, why did this guy drop? Why did he not get drafted? Well, I mean, I think clearly that there's all sorts of elements that go into it. But A, number one, you look at the fact that he was invited to the combine, which is a boon, it's a plus, except for the fact that he ran a four six four forty. 40 And that is going to drop you on a lot of draft boards. That is molasses slow for an NFL wide receiver. And that's not to say that he can't overcome that, because of course he can't. Uh, it's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take him showing up each and every day, not making mistakes. And if he does, he learns from them quickly and never repeats them. It's going to be about physicality once those pads come on, showing that he can still produce when things get a little bit more tense. And also, a number one above all of that is contributing on special teams. Any young guy, especially an undrafted dude, the way, the number one way onto the roster is is contribute on teams, uh, repeatedly, often consistently, being a plus in that department. I'm really looking forward to watching him and seeing if he can go that route, right? I mean, you, like I said, community college, not three years ago. And now he's in the NFL and has a chance to make some noise. On a roster, by the way, that is ripe for the picking as far as if you're an undrafted dude and you're coming into a situation in the NFL where there's a wide open door. It doesn't matter what your Matt says it all the time. It doesn't matter where you came from. It matters what you do when you get there. And now you've got an opportunity because there are barely NFL-experienced wide receivers on this team. If you come in and make some noise consistently, in a good way, you're going to have a shot. It's a, I mean, talk about a golden opportunity for an undrafted wide receiver. Green Bay provides it this year. So... Pulling for the young man, really hoping he, uh, like I said, picks up where he left off when we get to training camp. Really excited for him. Also, if you want to read a little bit more about him, head to cheeseheadtv.com. Joseph just put something up about him uh, about an hour ago. So uh, make sure you read that. Joseph does a really good job of kind of going through not only his history, but you know how people may have missed on him during the draft process, including Joseph. He owns up to that. Um, it's just a good read. So make sure you check that out. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. So lovely to see so many friendly faces here. we got Dennis and Gary. Joe is here, of course. Good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We still have the special teams guru. We do, New York Cheesehead. We do. We have uh, Rich Bisaccia, also now assistant head coach, if you please. Good to have him on board. Very happy. I don't think he'll be in Green Bay long because I think eventually he will be a head coach again in the league, but... Good to see him. The spice must flow. Yes, Jim. Well, sometimes, you know, I gotta I gotta mix up the headlines here. And, you know, a good quote from Dune isn't gonna hurt anybody. I mean, you know, when you're doing a headline Monday through Friday, every single day, every week, every year, all throughout the season and off season, man, at some point you gotta get creative. So yes, no doubt about it. Carrington Valentine's been making a lot of noise. I'm pulling for him. I hear you, Packer Nation United. I hear you. I know he had a a couple of really nice practices towards the end of uh, uh, the offseason. I really like his tape. I will say, uh, when he was drafted, and you go and you read the kind of scouting reports that are out there about these guys, and, you know, day three guys is a lot less available. A lot of the kind of draft industrial complex does focus their content on you know, day one, day two guys. But from what I've read about him or had read about him, you know, it didn't really equate to what I saw on tape. I saw a lot of people kind of, I don't know, not dismissing it, but like saying that uh, tracking the ball was a weakness or um, breaking on the football was, you know, where he struggled or needed work. And man, I look at the tape and I'm like, this guy is see ball, get ball in my mind. And I think some of that is down to the type of defense he was being asked to play. But I think they, you know, they got some upside there. It's just a question of molding it. And hopefully he can, uh, you know, take to the scheme and take to the coaching. But, yeah, I like him. I definitely like him. Ain't easy being cheesy is here. You made it live. Well done, man. Every day at 5 o'clock. It's not hard, man. Try and trying to keep it regular just so everyone knows where I'm going to be. Mr. Tundra, what's up? I have my local liquor store looking for Carry the G beer. That is awesome. Um, That's what you got to do. If you're in the Wisconsin area, make sure you talk to your local stores. Make sure you talk to your restaurants and bars and what have you and ask for Carry the G. And then they, in turn, will turn around and ask their distributors. And we will be with a major distributor this year. So uh, we are, like I've said, Carry the G is going to be uh, available tenfold in the state of Wisconsin this year. So make sure you're asking for it. Uh, ben, what's up, man? Nags, I saw a comment from OTAs about how fast the offense looks. I still would prefer some physicality in December, January, especially with Dylan. Thoughts? Ben, I think you're extracting way too much out of one little comment in OTAs. Uh, I understand what you're saying. I totally get you. I, I think, if I remember right, I think um, John Kuhn put that out there, that he said this was like the fast, one of the fastest teams he's seen in Green Bay in a long time. Um, and yeah, I do not doubt it. A lot of youth, a lot of speed. I'm all for it. I hear you about the physicality, but there's nothing to say that they can't be physical and fast at the same time. You know, it's hard to comment on any physicality in June when they're running around in shorts, you know? So patience, my friend, patience. I hear you though. Trust me. I hear you. Uh, I'd love a team that would take advantage of where they play. Uh, Lambeau Field, January, what have you, on the offensive side of the ball. I am all about that life. The thing is, what gets to be tricky, and I think I kind of had some back and forth about this the other day on Twitter, what gets to be tricky, if you're Brian Gutekunst and you're constructing this team, right, yes, you want to be able to take advantage of Lambeau Field in the cold. There's zero doubt about that. That's obvious, right? The problem is, is you're not going to play every game there, and you are going to be the far-flung reaches of the NFL. Now, yes, you play eight of them there. Lots of those are, you know, spread out throughout the season. You may have one or two games that are bitterly cold, and you would like to be able to take advantage of that. The problem is, is you have to construct a team that can play anywhere, anytime. And in the modern NFL, you got to be able to throw the football. You got to be able to be, uh, you know, the speed, the, the ability to get downfield. All of that is paramount. You know, I don't, look no further than the Buffalo Bills. I think you would agree the Buffalo Bills have a fantastic offense. Uh, they're not exactly smash-mouth football, right? Now, obviously, they have all-world quarterback, which helps. He can throw through anything, into anything. Um, sometimes gets him into trouble. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a balancing act. It's a, it's a balancing act. Now, all of that said, yes, I agree with you. Uh, Lambeau Field should be an advantage, and the team should reflect that desire. Now you can't be constructing your team for games that are hopefully going to be played in January when you got to get to January first, you know, and this team is no shoe in for the playoffs. All that to say, I get it. There's a long way to go. (laughs) Oh, this is good. This is good. Uh, Evan, what's up since no one else will. I'll ask the tough questions. I guess when are you doing another late night IG live nags? Man, that was that was pretty uh, pandemic specific. But I don't know, maybe uh, maybe I'll do another one sometime. Those were fun. I'll do uh, probably. I'll tell you what, when the when the season gets here, like when we do get closer and you know, starting camp or whatever, I'll start to do a few of those and maybe some live TikToks and things of that nature. You know, connect to the folks around the world. But yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty much a product of the pandemic, sitting here in the apartment all by myself for weeks on end. At some point, you just get bored and/or drunk, and you got to talk to people. Um, what do we got here, folks? Ryan, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. The Pack have a better chance of making the Super Bowl before the Brewers make the World Series. Why? Why you got to bring me down, man? Why? Look, it's the summer, and I'm rooting for the Brewers. I don't need this negative Brewers talk, man. No, I hear you. I'm kidding. You're, you're probably right. Just because of the nature of the leagues they play in, if nothing else. Why do you guys want to get me drunk? Nags takes a shot for every Jones first down in the opening game. Every first down? No thanks. I choose life. Lord. Oh, man. Alex, good question. What are the realistic timelines for Gary and Stokes? Uh, I keep telling people I fully expect them to be on the PUP to start the year, which takes them out for the first month. And then even after that, I'll be surprised if they're back prior to the start of the second half of the season Gary has a chance to get back earlier right I think he's clearly been a little coy when being asked about his timeline um for good reason I get it especially after watching everything David Bakhtiari went through you don't want to say anything you want to make any promises and then have things go off rails and then it's a drama just because you gave a timeline and now it's not adhering to that timeline and so you're like well you know I'm I'm making a guess and then you were wrong and blah 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 so all that to say um Yeah, I would not expect them back before November. That's total guesswork on my part. Now, hey, we could arrive, they start a training camp, and they could both be like, oh, they're working, doing workouts, and maybe they're even going to be ready for the start of the season. I don't know. I highly doubt that. But, uh, yeah, right now my guess would be – and we don't have any – the thing is we don't have any real concrete info to go off of yet. So my guesswork right now would be Stokes especially, not before November. Um, Gary, yeah, definitely I would think he misses the first month of the season at least. Again, oh, my, oh, my, only oh my guesswork. Jones will get, like, five carries, Nags, do it. <laughs> don't tempt me, man. That's so funny, too, because, like, you, we would make a thing out of it, right? Like, Nag is going to do a shot every time he gets a first down or whatever, and then, like, they just don't give the ball to Jones. You're right, I probably should do that because I know I'll be safe. I'm kidding. This is the year they give him the ball early and often. Damn it. Uh, Evan, what's the sipper of choice been lately, Nags? Still Bullet Rye? Yeah, Bullet Rye is uh, pretty much the regular in the rotation, although I will say I did crack open Charlene's uh, uh, pappy the other day. Hot damn. That was good. Uh, What's up, Dave? Thanks nice for being a member of the Carry the G Club. Really appreciate it, man. <laughs> Brandon, Brewer's slander will not be tolerated. I hear you, man. Totally hear you. I mean, it'll be tolerated, but it will make me sad. Uh, could the Packers use Sean Clifford like the Saints use Taysom Hill? That's an interesting question, Tom. I Could they? I guess anything's on the table. Will they? I tend to doubt it, but you never know. Um, you know, the conversation around that idea when Rodgers was in town was always like, why would you ever take Rodgers off the field or just take the ball out of his hands in general? Now with Jordan Love, I would suspect he, there will be conversations about all sorts of different ways they can utilize all of their personnel. I don't see anything to suggest that Clifford's that guy, though, that they're going to want to utilize that way. Um, but Who knows? I mean, I remember specifically asking Matt something along those lines as far as have you ever or were you drawing up any kind of packages for Jordan Love once he got drafted? And uh, you know, Matt was like, "Oh, you never know," but you know, he never did. Um, So who knows? I guess it's possible. I'd be very surprised though. Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Hey, Aaron, what would you say is Matt Lafleur's weakness? Oh. Matt, okay, when you're watching this later and then you complain to me that I complain about stuff, just know this is not me. This is someone asking this, all right? I don't know if Matt watches, but he always says I complain about stuff. And I'm like, well, how do you know I complain about it unless you're watching my stuff? Um, Abdul, what's his weakness? That's a good question. I mean, the Joe Barry thing is about to be the proving ground here, but it sure feels like he holds on a little too long to people that he wants to give the benefit of the doubt to or, and or believe in, right? Or try to, how do you explain it? You know, I believe in this guy. Well, that's great, but he keeps letting you down. And that could be anybody. That could be uh, special teams coordinators. That could be punt returners. That could be offensive linemen. That could be defensive coordinators. Whoever, wherever. I understand that it's a relationship business, and I understand the desire to have good people in your building and on your staff and on your team. I get that. But at some point, it is a production business, and Matt seems to have, I don't want to call it a blind spot, but a, I don't know, a desire to really hold on and and try to prove that this guy's got it or will work or will deliver or will... Pay him back for the faith that he has in the person rather than the results that are continuing on the field. Um, and look, it's I call it a weakness, but man, Ted Thompson was the exact same way and brought home a Lombardi trophy to Green Bay. So, you know, you can have that tendency or that trait and still be a, a winner, a champion. You know, I'll never, ever, 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 ever forget um, the story about Alonzo Highsmith absolutely losing his shit in the press box in the NFC championship game after Brandon Bostic cost them a trip to the Super Bowl because, you know, uh, Alonzo had for many, many months said they had to cut Bostic. He said he was mentally weak and was going to cost them. And then he did. You know, and Ted stuck with him because Ted thought, you know, he can still help us. And I think there's still a player there. And obviously – Held on to him a little too long. Uh, But that was Ted and being the type of person that he was, the the man that really believed in people. And I think Matt's got that trait as well. And, again, I think you can win big with it. I don't think it's a damnation. But it feels like a bit of a blind spot at this point. And I think, like I said, the whole Joe Barry sticking with him, I think this year is going to show a lot in that regard. We'll see. Uh, next, do the Packers have the youngest roster in the NFL? I think they're bordering on it. I know Bill Huber did a breakdown of it. It's hard, like right now, I think they're, like I said, they're hovering. We'll see what shakes out when the 53-man roster is put together right and where they they land, but I know they're in the conversation. I know they're close. Jonathan Walters, what's up, man? Hope you're doing well. Mm. <laughs> Soder, no commitment to the run, and Jones specifically. Yeah, yeah, I feel you there. That's the the lack of Aaron Jones focus in general, especially in the first half of games. That's a weakness. Jim says, maybe Joe's defense will kick ass this year. It could happen. Why is my first thought to quote Wayne's World? Yeah, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It could. You're right. It could happen. That's why we watch, right? All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.